Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. Hey, do you ever fantasize about, no, 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 not that. Do you ever fantasize about like leaving your job or doing something completely different? Do you sometimes wish you could have a do-over when it comes to your career? Well, I think I've got something for you. It's called group coaching, and it starts in January. This is for women. I'm sorry, guys. It's only going to be about six to eight women, so small group, intimate setting. So who is this for? This is for you if you want to explore what it would be like to do something different or to quit your job, or to stop being a people pleaser and do what you want to do for a change instead of worrying so much about disappointing the people you work with or your spouse. This is you if you are wearing golden handcuffs. Your job is helping you financially support a certain lifestyle. Maybe your job has good things about it, but it's just no longer a good fit. This is for you if you have a big dose of guilt when you think about this sort of stuff, like leaving your job or disappointing people. This is for you if you should own yourself. You constantly tell yourself, I should be grateful for this job. This group might be for you if there is a big fear factor when you entertain the idea of changing your job or career. And lastly, this is for you if you are sick and tired of hearing yourself complain internally or externally about your job. So if you are ready for action, whatever that means to you, then this group is for you. This group is not for those who are convinced a raise is the right answer. This is not for those of you who aren't ready to make changes. And this is not for those of you who can't commit to a meeting every single week. Or maybe you're just okay with staying stuck for now. That's okay, but this group's not for you. If this sounds like something you might be interested in, send me an old-fashioned email, hope.cook at gmail.com. You can also go to my website, coachhopecook.com, and read about it. And like I said, it gets started in January, so don't waste time. I was watching my daughter have a pity party the other day. And I'm going to explain what we usually do during a pity party. 
that is not helpful and then what we can do instead. Because this time of year, y'all, it is hard. It's hard on a lot of people emotionally, um, especially if they've suffered a loss this year or the year's wrapping up and things aren't quite like they want it to be. With my daughter, I mean, she's 10 and turns out she was nervous about going back to school after Thanksgiving break. And she just sort of broke down and she was having, you know, all these self-defeating thoughts like, I'm not good at math. Nobody likes me. Um, I don't wear the right clothes. Um, Life is horrible. Just, you know, it went on and on. And I tried to be supportive, but, you know, sometimes it's hard to watch somebody having a pity party unless it's us. When it's us having our own pity party, well, we are certainly entitled to it. We deserve it. We want to, you know, bring out all the stops, hire a DJ, and really get down. So here's what I see with clients and with my own pity parties. First of all, we tend to gravitate towards people who are going to confirm our negativity. So they're people who are Debbie Downers, they're naysayers, they're people who aren't surprised when you fail. Or if you say, you know, I look horrible in this, they're not going to correct you. They're not going to tell you how amazing you are. These are the people who are jealous when you succeed. And they're the people who are filled with joy and contentment when you crash and burn. And I hope that if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you already have distanced yourself from them. But when we're in the throes of a woe is me pity party, we tend to gravitate towards them. You know, we'll check their Facebook feed or we'll post on our Facebook and open ourselves up to people who may not be super supportive. And the other thing we tend to do is we make a list of all the ways we suck. And that's what I watched my daughter doing. It's what I watch clients do. And it's definitely what I watch patients do. So this is something funny, not funny, but it's it's funny that I've observed this over the years. Okay, I'm looking at somebody without their clothes on. And women always, unless you're like over 70, they apologize for themselves. I'm so sorry I didn't shave. So sorry I didn't put lotion on. So sorry my hair is oily. Over and over. Guess who does not apologize? Men. Men never apologize. So we point out ways that we suck. We um, Women will say, I'm sorry for my belly rolls. I'm sorry you have to look at my cellulite. I'm sorry you have to go through my hair because it's not clean. So when we're having a pity party, we point out all these things about ourselves. We pick out all our flaws. We might even put on our tight jeans just so we can be really hard on ourselves about our muffin top. Or when we're getting in the shower, instead of thinking, wow, I have a really strong body. I have a healthy body. Instead, we're pointing out all of our flaws. And I do this too. I'm just pointing out what we do in the middle of a pity party so that you can you can know when you're having it this holiday season. The other thing we do is we pull in all the things that have gone wrong in our life. When my daughter was four, she said, um, I don't want to be four. My life is terrible. I want to be three again. Like she said that. It was so funny at the time. But now looking back, I'm like, you know what? She really was grieving being a toddler and being a big girl, you know, losing her toddlerness and having to be a big girl. 
So we start pulling in any event that happened that was bad, all the ways we failed. Maybe we were dumped by somebody years ago, and we start thinking of that. We collect evidence of all the ways that we failed in life. And you can find evidence for anything. You can find evidence for good things that have happened. You can find evidence for horrible things that have happened. The icing on the cake for your pity party is when you spend the day grunging. So when you feel really bad about yourself or you're really down in the dumps, I mean, you don't want to get up, shower, and put makeup on or put on a cute outfit. Chances are you are going to grunge, and then this makes you feel even worse. But this is sort of like, you know, party attire when you're having a pity party. You're not going to put on your cutest outfit. And when you think about your pity party, you're probably going to pick uh, poor choices when it comes to food. You know, you're already feeling like crap, so you're going to eat fatty, sweet foods, you're going to overeat, you're probably going to drink, you know, yes ma'am, I'm going to have that alcohol, I already feel bad, why not? So then you kind of go overboard and then, you know, that's a downer, so then you end up feeling worse about yourself. So obviously having a pity party is not the best idea. You're going to find yourself there though. And when you do, I want you to remember how I sort of exaggerated this so you can see how how ridiculous it is that we let ourselves get that way. So what can you do about it? I mean, because sometimes you really are low. You really do feel like you're looking terrible. You feel like you have failed in all these ways. I mean, you're not making it up. You really have convinced yourself that this is the truth. So next time you are really feeling down and out, here's what I want you to do. Number one, instead of gathering all of the Debbie Downer friends who don't support you, only invite your raving fans. So this is something I've heard in marketing, like your raving fans are the ones who just would go anywhere, do anything for you. And these are the people you want to invite. If you're really down, you're probably thinking, well, I don't have any raving friends. Every Nobody likes me. But if you think hard enough, you can think of one person who believes in you. I mean, even if it's your pet or your cat, like my cat will always love me, I think. <laughs> or your priest or your third grade teacher. My third grade teacher was Miss Ray, and she was the best thing that ever happened to me as far as being having a teacher. She adored me. I adored her. I think she adored everybody in the class, but she was a hugger and I can still smell her perfume when I think about her. I mean, what about your mom? Not everybody's mom is a raving fan. After all, sometimes they are worried that we'll get hurt if we fail. So maybe they're cautious or maybe they're like my mom always says, she's realistic. And it's not that they don't support you, but when you are having a really low moment, I want you to think of the people who are your raving fans. All right, number two, instead of making a list of all the ways you suck, you've got to write down the opposite. And this is something you're not going to want to do if you're all down in the dumps. But if you were thinking, I am an idiot, then I want you to write down the opposite. I'm a genius. For each one of these, write down three examples, like three concrete examples. Um, Not just like, I'm smart. That's not an example. Instead, you're going to write out, you know, I'm a genius at memorizing Britney Spears songs. I'm a genius at peeling cucumbers so that I get all the little green pieces off. 
I am a freaking genius at handwriting, penmanship. I am statements are huge, y'all. I think I did a whole episode on this, that how they send signals to your brain that will literally alter how you feel in your body, which will then alter how you behave. That's, you know, the action that you take. So if you're saying, I'm fat, I'm awful, then you'll find yourself taking actions to support that. Like you're going to, you know, find yourself pulling through checkers, getting two cheeseburgers. Whereas if you say, I am healthy and strong, I mean, you're going to make better choices. It's going to prompt you to do things that you wouldn't do if you were saying, I'm fat, I'm, I'm a terrible person. I once heard someone, and I can't remember who it was, but they were describing the subconscious brain sort of like Amazon. And what they said was, whenever you, whatever you say, it's like putting in an order for Amazon, especially if you have Alexa, like in your kitchen, like we do. So if you say, Alexa, I'm fat, then Alexa is going to, your subconscious brain is going to deliver to you, yeah, you are fat. You're right. You may as well put on those, that muumuu. A muumuu is a big old flouncy dress without um, curve hugging material. It's just like my grandma would wear muumuus. So anyway, if you tell your subconscious brain something, it's going to believe you and it's going to deliver. It's going to deliver opportunities for you to prove that you're right. So if you say to yourself in your brain, I think my boss hates me, then you are going to be proven right. You're going to notice he doesn't smile at me in the hallway. And this might prompt you to decide it's okay to do a crappy job. It's okay to leave work early. So then you make decisions that will really result in your boss hating you or disliking you. All right, number three. When you want to have a pity party, instead, I want you to put on your most flattering outfit. Even if it's a dress, put on a bra that doesn't give you a uniboob, like actual two cups. I know you feel like crap and you want, you want to wear that stained shirt that you slept in, but I am going to insist that you get up and get dressed. Another way to think about this is imagine your ex-boyfriend or your ex-boss or your ex-best friend showed up. How would you want to look? So get out the makeup, even if, even better if you have a bright lipstick. It is really hard to be in a bad mood and have a pity party if you are wearing bright red lipstick. Um, number four, shave your legs. This is a small but powerful move. I am not even kidding. I'm in a private face group, Facebook group for mindset issues around money, and it's known in this group that this is like a secret superpower when you shave your legs, when you feel rotten. So it's, it's control, it's progress, it's self-improvement, it's sending your brain signals like, I am worth it. I am worth shaving my legs for. So just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Okay, number five, look at yourself in the mirror and smile. This can look really creepy if somebody catches you doing it. So <laughs> just to warn you, my daughter has actually caught me doing it. She's like, what are you doing? Um, I once arrived at work and I was, I had been crying in the car. It was something, I mean, probably kid drama, but I arrived at work. I was really sad and I was so distraught. I was like, the day is ruined. 
And I sat at my desk. I had like five or 10 minutes before patients arrived. And my sister-in-law texted me that she had just, um, I think she texted me the link for the YouTube Deepak Chopra's 30-day meditation, like a free thing. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. And y'all, I, re- I can still remember the calm, like my sh- the tension melted out of my shoulders and I just felt myself relaxing. He has such a nice, deep, slow voice with his Indian accent. So my facial muscle- muscles relaxed. And then I remember he said, um, let your lips curl into a small smile. And so like, you know, even though I didn't feel like it, I kind of let the corners of my lips curl up a little bit. And so then he walked me through each body part. And when he finally got to, I can't remember if he said groin or pelvis, but he's like, let your pelvis smile. And it took everything I had not to start laughing. I think I did snicker. So anyway, that was all it took to sort of end my, to mark the end of my horrible day. So look at yourself in the mirror and smile. And even, you know, do a creepy smile. Maybe that'll make you actually smile. Number six, instead of imagining worst case scenarios, imagine best case. And again, you are not going to want to do this, but I'm telling you to do it. So ask yourself, what would be the best possible outcome? In your wildest dreams, what would happen? I call this the magic wand question. So if you were in charge of your life, if you were in charge of all the situations, what would you create by waving your magic wand? Like if everything worked out better than expected, what would happen? And feel that in your body, like marinate in it. See it in your mind's eye. Feel it, smell it, taste it, like use all five senses. So Michael Phelps, you know, he was the amazing Olympic swimmer. What do you think would happen if he would imagine bonking his head on the end of the pool when his goggles came off? So he did practice this over and over and he would visualize like what would happen if his goggles came off. And instead, he imagined himself swimming by counting the um, counting off his seconds and remembering where he was in the lane. So he would intuitively know when he'd reach the wall. Number seven, instead of remembering all the ways you have failed in life, pick a few top hits, not top hits of failing, but top hits of when you succeeded. So remember when you accomplished something, remember when you won something. So I've shared before that I have a fear or I had, I'm going to use past tense. I had a fear of public speaking and it started with me in church as a um, teenager leading youth Sunday with another girl named Sarah and we were supposed to alternate reading the scripture. I got so tickled, not because it was funny, but because I was nervous. I was so anxious about being up in front of the whole church and hearing my voice on the microphone. And so I started laughing and I couldn't stop. And if I if I had had the bladder then that I have now, I probably would have peed on myself. But instead, I just doubled over and I was crying. I could not finish. So Sarah had to read my scripture. And so now I'm working on public speaking. I'm planning a talk on burnout. So do you think I'm imagining being up in front of that church and turning red and not being able to get any words out? No, I'm imagining the best case scenario. I'm bringing to mind um, when I was in second grade, my mom convinced me to enter a poetry contest. 
and it was with my class at first. So I won the classroom, then I competed with the school and I won that. And then I got to go to the county competition. So I remember wearing my little navy vest. I had a pleated skirt that matched and a little white shirt underneath. And I enunciated my words. I used facial expressions, hand gestures, like while I'm saying the poem. And I won. I beat out high schoolers. And so I remember that when I'm thinking about, can I do it? Can I do it? Yes, I can do it. I did it once before. I can do it again. So look for examples of how you have succeeded or how you've accomplished something instead of how you failed. Lastly, Number eight, instead of creating a food menu that's going to make you feel worse, if you are down in the dumps, instead of eating fried chicken and biscuits, tell yourself you can have that tomorrow, Hope. If you really want that fried chicken, you can have it tomorrow. But today, I'm going to feed you something healthy. And feed yourself like, you know, ask yourself what you want. It might be something like, chicken broth or you know something warm and comforting or it might be a hot day and you want a cold smoothie maybe you want some roasted vegetables or some salmon so really treat yourself to something that's going to make you feel better i mean you may even have to order it from somewhere else if you don't feel like cooking and avoid alcohol trust me on this you are never going to feel better if you overindulge in alcohol If a friend offers to bring over ice cream and beer, tell her you really appreciate her thinking about you, but maybe y'all could go eat a protein bowl or something instead. Okay, I'm making light of this when you have a pity party, but I just wanted to also say if you're really struggling right now during this holiday season or if you're listening to this later, please reach out. Um, I can help you find a therapist if it's something I think I can help with and we'll do a Uh, like a complimentary coaching call, and you can email me. So here's my personal email, hope.cook at gmail.com. All right, y'all take care, and I will see y'all next week. Thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.